Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this now Friday, July the 17th of 2020. If you have been with us this week, we have had such a time in him, in the word. And especially if you were with us yesterday, there was a tremendous presence um, that came upon the podcast as as the Lord began to, to speak to us. And I pray that you have been blessed as we have been blessed. As always, it is an honor uh, and it is always a, a privilege to have each and every one of you join us uh, from whatever part of the world that you're joining us. Even though we may not know you personally, but we feel that we know you by the Spirit. Amen. Because we are being drawn unto him. So we thank you for the support you give us in, in being with us in these podcasts and, and making it uh, part of your daily uh your your daily study as you study the word of God. We challenge you, you know, because these podcasts, we don't want you just to be dependent on these. We we want to challenge you to continue to seek God on your own and, and God will speak to you. And then what these podcasts will do, God will begin to confirm to your heart what he's already speaking to your life. So once again, thank you for the support uh, that you give us. And as always, this is Friday. We're getting ready to go into the weekend. You know, with the amount of things that are happening at the rapid pace that they're happening, we never know what's going to happen, but we are facing this weekend and praying that uh, the Lord will keep you, he will protect you, you and your families uh, in this hour. As always, it is a pleasure to be here with the panel, with Brother Marty, Brother Fernando, to be able to study the Word of God together. And Brother Marty, we will leave it to you. And I tell you, Brother Marty, we had such a tremendous time in his presence. I literally wept, uh, touched by the, you know, of all the things we spoke about, but the intensity of the love of Mary. It was so beautiful the way it was described and it was ministered, and we praise God for that. So, Brother Marty, I'll leave it with you to uh, share what God has placed in your heart as we study the Word of God together. Yeah, praise God. It's it's been quite a journey this week and um and we continue. Uh we're still in, yes. we're still in the very first day of the resurrection and and uh you know, we spent uh early in the morning with Mary and then and then we ended up with the sun just rising when the Lord appears to her and I I was I was really moved by that yesterday too. You know, the word of God is it really stirs our soul, man and I was thinking when we when we finished and we went off the air that I was thinking, uh, you know what? Something Brother Fernando said that that uh, yesterday she, he at, at the end there. I think he said something like, uh, you know, she he, he appeared to because we were asking the question, you know, why did he appear to her, you know, to her, you know? Yes. And I think that that's that's why the Apostle John, uh, you know, points her out specifically because we know when we compare the other uh, accounts of, of of Resurrection Morning. Uh, in the other gospels that there were other people with her, you know, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James and, and, uh, and other women, it says, including Mary. But when John writes about it, he, he only talks about her. And I think it's because, um, well, I believe it is because uh, I think it really, really, the spirit of God, you know, really uh, intrigued him uh, to dig deep in the way that he writes about it um, because she was the very first person on the planet <laughs> when you think about it that i wow. that, that, that he appeared to you know we talked about that 
and uh and and that just that that's when we began to dig into into her her quality and what it is that the lord is is drawn to i think you said brother fernando what what attracted him what draw what he's looking for you know is that kind of 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 love and yeah. and uh you know and then we asked rhetorically right you know do we have that kind of love do we have that kind of uh you know are we checking ourselves do we love him like that because i think that if <laughs> what did paul say yes we talked a little bit about it yesterday we we said that what paul said he said the same thing oh that i might know him mm. and he said the power of his resurrection mm. and and that's what mary did right she knew mm. him and the power of his resurrection she, he was the first one she he he revealed himself so when paul talks and connects those two i think it's possible he might have been inspired or been thinking about her because the truth is is that the depth at which she knew him his love his deliverance he cast seven demons out of her you know uh, that depth of knowing him at the level of deliverer of savior of king you know my lord she called him um produced the the very first appearance of the lord to anyone on the planet after he rose from the dead she knew him in the power of his resurrection first before anybody and you know we don't <laughs> we can look at that again and end up in tears i guess but <laughs> we have to go on because <laughs> this is a long day right this is one resurrection day i tell you what as we dig into it it's incredible um frankly you know we're not tooting our own horn but it's the holy spirit i mean i i've i've, I've looked at it before but never like this not in the same way it's becoming very, very apparent that, you know, it's always been there, but there's some extraordinary things that happened on this very first day. And so that's what we want to look at. Brother Jeremy, could you read again to us in John chapter 20, verse 16 and 17, and then 18, uh, 16, yeah. 16 and 18 of John chapter 20, as we begin um, podcast number three, we're going to pick it up on Monday again, because again, this is one day we're looking at and uh and, and and we're continuing on with the day. So would you would you read sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, Brother Jeremy? Yes, in Jesus' name. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren. And say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. What things? Verse 17, right? Uh, I am. There's two things he said there uh, that that he 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 was going to do. She tries to touch him in verse 17, right? And and again, if you're just joining us, we encourage you to go back and listen to the first two podcasts on this series, "Peace Be Unto You," uh, because that's where we're headed. It's to verse 19. In verse 19, it says that the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, this is resurrection morning and and evening, uh, the Lord appears to the disciples, right? So. 
we're still early in the morning here. And we began to discover over the first two podcasts that so much has already transpired. We've had a massive earthquake, right? <laughs> We've got angels coming into the scene, rolling stones away, women trying to go find the body of the Lord, angels appearing to women, Mary running through the streets, Peter and John, you know, get woken up by the earthquake, quite possibly Mary's pounding on the door saying, we can't find the Lord. This is a crazy morning. So, so we're just we're just looking at this thing going wow man this is this is amazing because usually like we talked about the other day all we ever hear about on easter sunday is you know the, and the stone was rolled away and everybody gets happy but but we never really have explored what actually happened that day what really happened that day and so that's where we are and so you know like like brother jeremy just read uh in verse 16 Mary uh, goes back to the tomb after she alerts the uh, the disciples. And we know from what we were studying yesterday that, you know, Peter and John had gone and uh, Peter went off on his own wondering what had happened. John, it says, believed. But yet, you know, we discussed that already, how, you know, what what's going to happen now? You know, he believed the Lord had risen. Peter didn't. Peter wasn't sure what was happening. It wasn't that he refused to believe. He just, he was so confused. And so, We've we've already seen that and 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 discussed that, but Mary, uh, she's on her way back and and she's looking for him, and uh, she's not going to quit until she finds him. And I think that's what I was trying to get to, Brother Fernando, because that's what you said, you know, which really stuck in my spirit, you know, that that she wasn't going to be denied, she was going to find him, and and that's that's when he that's the person he looks for, right. Right. Is is that person that that you know? She went early in the morning with all them women. Didn't see him. She uh, she sees the stone rolled away and, and the earthquake and all that, and and she still didn't see him. She goes run into the house, and 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 gets Peter and John, and they take off running to the tomb, and she follows them, and they they go in the tomb and 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 they react the way they react, uh, and she still hasn't seen him. And then she goes, she's there by herself. There's no account of anyone else being around. And she peers into the tomb and she sees the angels, one sitting at the head and one at the feet of where Jesus had laid uh, before he rose from the dead. Uh, and, and, and she begins to weep and she still hasn't seen him. You know, it's that quality of, of, uh, of not giving up, you know, of not giving up. A lot of times, you know, we want the Lord but we don't want to put the effort in. <laughs> this wasn't the case with Mary. And in the case of what she was looking for was her Lord. He wanted to reveal himself to her as the resurrected Lord. That's the way he wants to reveal himself to the church right now. And it's going to be vital that we understand it in that quality. And again, as as you can see, we haven't even begun to exhaust, you know, the depth of all that was occurring in this beautiful saint of God to whom the Lord appeared. So go back and listen to podcast one and two, and then I think you'll get some really blessed information there and insight as as the Lord gave it to us, we pray humbly. So he's risen and, and she hears his voice in verse 16. She turns and she she's, we talked about the highs and the lows, right? The low of the, of the sadness, the depth of despair and, you know, everything that she was going through that morning. But, but when she heard his voice, she turned and, and, and her despair turned to, to un- incredible emotion to the point where involuntarily probably she just leaped out and tried to grab a hold of him. 
you know, and, and in verse 17, he says, do not touch me. And he says this, and this is what we're going to explore today, because this is the next part of the day. And like we said, Mary came, it tells us early in the morning before the sun even came up. But by now, a lot of things have happened. And so, you know, probably the, you know, we have a good light of day now, you know, early. It's probably, you know, eight, eight, eight o'clock in the morning, seven thirty, eight in the morning by now. All this has happened and she's there with the Lord and, and she tries to lay hold of him to hug him, to hold on to his feet, whatever she was trying to do. He said, do not touch me. Touch me not, verse 17, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. So this is the next thing that's about to happen. First, he reveals to her, like we said, right, um, uh, he tells her, do not touch me. And, and we talked about that the other day. One of the reasons is, is because he's about to present himself to the Father. But he's functioning as the high priest of all humanity, of all believers. But he's presenting himself on behalf of, of those who would become the children of the Lord as the priest, the most high priest. And, and he could not enter into the presence of the Father and, uh, in a defiled manner. When you're about to, when he's about to present himself to God, it it is it is uh, it is like on the Day of Atonement. You know, the high priest would enter once into the Holy of Holies and offer uh, the blood of the Lamb, and if the Lord accepted it, the Shekinah glory of the Lord would appear. So it's with that kind of a of an understanding that Jesus is about to go into the real Holy of Holies. And he cannot be touched or influenced or defiled, that is, by the flesh in any way uh, until he makes that presentation. And that's why he told her, don't touch me, uh, because he had yet something to do. And it's quite astounding, because remember, again, it's the first day still. <laughs> it's early in the morning, and now he's on his way to go do something. And I want to explore that today, because he says, I have not yet ascended. And like I said, remember, we're going to take a journey through this day because we still got places to go after this. But we're going to see what happened, I believe, and the scriptures are going to to open some things up to us. You know, there are many keys uh, that we're about to see that are going to open up our understanding as we explore what happened, not only after he gave up his, his last breath on Calvary, but what happened in the three days to the point just before, uh, right when he manifested himself to Mary as a resurrected Lord, there was something that went on for three days. And then, so so we we have clues here that are given that are going to give us some incredible insights. And I want to look at that because I think as we as we journey through this this Friday, that it's going to really bless you and and really cause us all to wonder and to see the Lord uh, in, in the great awe. Uh, 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 and glory of whom he really is. So let's just review. We know that it was before the sun rose that Mary and the others went to the tomb to embalm the Lord. They brought spices. They discovered him missing and his body was gone. So then, like we said, Mary runs to get Peter and John. They run to the tomb. They find it empty. Mary comes back. And then the Lord reveals himself to her. But then a clue to the extraordinary details of what happened over the three-day period from Calvary until the resurrection morning, which is where they are right now, it can be found in his words in verse 17 where he says, I have not ascended yet. So 
<laughs> where was he before then? And where was he going? And what was he going to do? And that's what we want to look at. So let's explore this a little further. Uh, we know that he left us, uh, you know, some clues as to what was going to happen. And, and we can look back on it now. They didn't understand it then, but we can look back on it now and understand. And it's really amazing. Brother Jeremy, could you turn over to Matthew 12, the Gospel of St. Matthew, and we're going to see some clues. We're going to follow these clues and, and get this amazing picture of what the Lord was was doing when uh when the when the three days when he, when they thought he was dead and all that stuff what was going on in that three days and the lord revealed something first in matthew are you there brother yes let's take a look at this and let's just piece the clues together and we're going to see this incredible picture in in matthew he's he's uh he's in chapter 12 let me see yeah chapter 12 in Matthew chapter 12, he's, he's teaching and, and and he begins to, uh, to upbraid uh, the the people around him in the cities where he had been preaching and and they're asking him for a sign and and he says what brother Jeremy and I think it's verse 40, Matthew 12:40. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, Jonah. Read 30. Yeah, read 39 and then and then 40. Okay. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seek it after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights. And where did he say he would be? In the heart of the earth. And so before he appeared to Mary, we have this inclination now by the key that he gave here when he was talking to the Pharisees. He said, look, there's going to be a sign given to you. And the sign is it'll be like Jonah and the whale, right? This is just as Jonah was in the whale three days and three nights. So the Son of Man is going to be in the heart of the earth. So he, he reveals where he was going to be. So we know from this statement that where Jesus was when, when he left Calvary, when his spirit, remember what he said on the cross, right? He said uh, when he breathed his last breath and, and, and said, it, it is finished. And then he said, what? Into thy hands, Father, I commend my spirit. Well, here we have a clue as to what happened when he gave his spirit to the Lord, to his father. He tells the Pharisees exactly where he was going to go. He was going to go into the heart of the earth. Because that's where uh, many things uh, we will learn here in a second um, are. And, 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 and we're going to see what those things are in a second here. But I just want to point something out to you. The, the title that he uses is very interesting. And those of you that have been with us for a while, um, you, you know that, that one of the things that uh, that we've been discussing is what Jesus says and calls himself uh, in, John, in uh, Matthew 12, verse 40. He calls himself the Son of Man. Do you see that, brothers? Yes. 
For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights. That that phrase, the Son of Man, like we've been talking about, you can find it in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, where that phrase is a title that is given only to to the Son of the living God, only given to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, as revealed in the prophecies of Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And so what we learn from that, if we'll take the time for a little second here to think about it, he was already revealing something very profound. And and what he was revealing by referring to himself as going into the very heart of the planet Earth, and that this would be the sign that when he went into the heart of the planet Earth, it was not to suffer. It was not like you hear the popular preachers of the day, oh, you know, he went down into hell and the devils were kicking him around, and, you know, jumping on top of him and laughing at him. You know how they they, they preach that stupid doctrine because that ain't, that ain't true at all. He paid the price mm-hmm. on Calvary. He paid his price on Calvary for all of us. And and into thy hands I commend my spirit. If you remember in the Gospels, right? That's what he said. Into thy yeah. hands I commend, commend. Do you know where that scripture is? I think it's in Luke. Uh, into thy hands I commend my spirit. I think it's in Luke's Gospel. Let's let's turn over to Luke real quick so we can confirm that with everybody. And let's take a look here. Luke 21 in the crucifixion account. Uh, I got a, a, I think Luke 23:46. Yeah, that's it. Can you read that to us, brother? Start yes. In, yes, in verse uh, 44 through 46, so we can take it in context. Sure. Well, well, wait. It, it, start with wait. Start with verse 43, because it's it, it, it's going to lend. Yeah, it's going to lend weight and add additional information to our story. And again, don't forget what we're talking about now. This is resurrection morning. Jesus has been gone for three days. They think he's dead. But now they're they're like, man, we can't find his body, so forth and so on. We've been through that at length. And then he appears to Mary. And we're asking the question, after he appears to Mary and he's resurrected, we're asking, uh, we want to look at what he had been doing up to that point when he finally reveals himself to her. And then he says, I haven't ascended yet. So there's 72 hours or less than that, really. But the, around that time, you know, three days, three nights, as, as the Jewish Jewish people reckon it, that there's there's hours in there that equal three days and three nights to the Jews. Uh, where, <laughs> where have you been? You know, because he reveals to Mary as the resurrected Lord. He's resurrected. He's in his body. He tells her, don't touch me. I haven't gone to the Father yet. You know, I'm going there, but I haven't been there yet. So where have you been for three days? <laughs> that's what we're asking, right? right? So, right. But, but we that, that's why we went to Matthew 12, right? Because he told the Pharisees where he was going to go. He said, I'm going to go to the heart of the earth. That's incredible, man. And he, <laughs> were you going to say mm-hmm. something? I mean, I'm going to go. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh no no, we're just saying yes. We're, we're agreeing with okay. you. Yes. We're, we're trying to figure Can it I out. Get an amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go. You can tell it's Friday. I'm I'm happy. I'm kind of giddy, man. Lit, <laughs> kind of punch drunk from being from this intense week we've been under, man. I mean, this is some intense yeah. studies. So anyway, I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy because I've been waiting to get to this point all week, right? Because this is really cool, man. 
So it's like, okay, I haven't gone to my father yet. Well, where did you go? Now, we learn from what we read in Matthew 12, verse 40, that, that he went to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. So we know that's where he went. But we also know that this erroneous doctrine that Jesus was given into the hands of the devil in hell, because that's what they teach in the hyper-charismatic and Pentecostal movements and in, and in other denominational circles, right, that Jesus went down. And then, and then the old-time evangelists, right, how they preach about it, like, oh, he got kicked around. But on the third day, right, he, the, the ground started to shake. Yeah, you know, shut up and read your Bible, because that's not what it said. <laughs> he, went, he went down. He went down. As the Son of Man, Hallelujah. He went, he went down as the Lord of Glory. It was settled on on, on Calvary, man. And let me ask you this, because when he said what Brother Jeremy's going to read there, go ahead and read verse forty three through forty six. Yes. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour. And there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Having said that, he gave up the ghost. So this is what we see, and I'm going to ask the question to all that, that those stupid people who preach like that or who have taught those things. It, it, he said, "He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Do you think after giving himself into the hands of the Father, the Father, you know, took a hold of his spirit and then said, here, Satan, you can have him and kick him, beat him up, do whatever you got to do, you know, for the next three days. I mean, that, <laughs> that's just insane. That didn't happen. Exactly. We know what happened. Yes. He says in verse 43, right? He says, today you're going to be with me in paradise. He was talking to the thief on the cross, right? So we know he was going to be in paradise. That's another clue. We also know that he's going to be in the heart of the earth. We know that he gives his, his spirit into the hands of both his spirit and his soul. That's what it means in the King James when he gave up the ghost, right? It's two different words. But it's talking about his spirit and his soul into the hands of the Father. And so it's the father who dispatched him at that point mm. into the into the lower parts of the earth. Why? Because we're asking the question, what and what was he doing and where was he those three days? He hadn't ascended yet, so he was doing something. And now we're beginning to get a little bit of a picture. The first clue was what? He said to the Pharisees, I'm going to be in the heart of the earth. This This second clue that we're seeing right here is that he identifies paradise was in the heart of the earth because that's where he went today you'll be with me he told the thief on the cross and he gives his hands into the heart into the hands of the of his father so we know by this that he went to the heart of the earth uh but it's really interesting because he also used jonah right he used jonah as an example as as he was in the uh, in the heart of the whale right so the son of man will be in the heart of the earth so I want to take a look at what Jonah said about about where Jesus went, because he used Jonah as an example to them. And let's take a look at what Jonah said. Would you guys turn over to Jonah chapter 2, and we're going to see something really cool, I think, uh, uh, because there's an additional clue revealed. Because right now we're describing where he went. We're, we're going to describe where he went. 
because he said he was going to be there for three days and three nights as the Jews recognized time. Remember, the Jewish concept of day and night is different than ours. You know, they say, like like we see in, in the creation story, it says, and the evening and the morning are the first day. And, and any partial evening and morning is considered a day in the Jewish mindset. So he was there for three days and three nights, as it is said. And, and he used Jonah as an example. And he, he said that when I go down into the heart of the earth, I'm not coming as, as uh, to get beat up. I'm coming as the son of man. I'm coming as the fully authoritative king of kings and lord of lords, the only begotten of the father. I'm the one who rules the kingdom. And when I go into the heart of the earth, I'm going to show up <laughs> as the son right. of man. That's powerful, isn't it? Yes. When you look at it, right? So look at look at what Jonah. We know that Jonah, you know, gets swallowed by the whale. Jesus verifies it. You know, Jesus didn't say it was a metaphoric story (laughs) or an allegory. He said this actually happened. Anyway, that's for another day. But Jonah begins to talk about what happened to him. And 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 brother Jeremy, could you just start reading in verse one and just read to verse six? Yes. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again towards the holy temp- thy holy temple. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me around about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. Praise God. <clears throat> so, again, we're, we're beginning to paint the picture of, of this description. We asked the question when Jesus told Mary, I haven't ascended yet. Then we asked the question, well, where were you? And, 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 and then we followed the trail to where he had earlier in his ministry revealed to the Pharisees, that he was going to be in the heart of the earth, in the very heart of the earth, and that he would show up there, not to be a lamb slain, but as the son of man. So even then he was giving hints of how he would go into the heart of the earth already victorious. The victory occurred on Calvary. Remember that. There was no price to be paid in hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels, right? There was no price to be paid. The pay, the payment was done in the flesh. We don't have time to extensively get into that, but it's more than just a body dying on a cross. We're talking about the very substance of the creator himself that he chose to house himself in. He took upon himself the, the likeness, the Bible says, of sinful flesh and for sin. 
And that's for another day when we'll look into it. But the depth of what's being said there needs to be understood at a much higher level. But the payment was paid. That is everything that makes up anything that is. The very building blocks of the substance of flesh or material creation was all embodied in the body of the precious Lamb of God. And the price was paid on Calvary. His spirit was never touched by the enemy. His spirit was housed in, in the very heart of his father itself, himself. And he gave his spirit into the hands of his father. The, the flesh was destroyed. Understand that. And, and understand that he felt every nerve ending. He felt all the, the weight of it on Calvary. So when he went down into the lower parts of the earth, he went down into the lower parts of the earth, not as the one up on the surface who had been crucified, but the price had been paid. That's why Jesus from the cross, the second to last thing he said was, it is finished. It's over. Now, what we know from that statement in the book of Hebrews is that he endured his cross as as uh, 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 for the joy the bible says that was set before him so we get insight in there that as jesus was hanging on the cross he endured it by having visions or or what was being revealed to the son of god to to him who endured his humanity that surrendered and the mystery of godliness as paul calls it that there was a joy that was set before him. I used to sing this song years ago called When He Was on the Cross, um, I Was on His Mind. You and I were on his mind. And there's a line in there that, that says, he, he knew me, yet he loved me. Uh, he, yeah. uh, he whose glory makes the heavens shine. Right? So unworthy. Yeah. Uh, of such glory, yet when he was on the cross, yes. you and I were on his mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory <laughs> to God. He looked ahead in time, right? He looked oh, ahead in time. And, and, yes. and, and he saw us, and it kept him there. He could have called glory any time for 10 million angels, right? But he didn't. For the joy that was set before him, he paid the price. And, and when he finished looking ahead and saw the conclusion of the matter, he then said it is finished and the price had been paid and, and the victory had been won. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> yes. God. And, and, and that's what he said with a loud voice, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And from that point yes. on, the father released him, not as a lamb, but as the lion of the tribe of Judah, as the son of man, he went down into the lower parts of the earth for three days and three nights. And and what Jonah is describing here is 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 what something very interesting here he says in verse six. He says, I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. He's describing how he sank. I mean, deeper than the Mariana Trench, man. I mean, he went down there. But then he says he died. Jonah died. You know, and 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 then it says that he says something very interesting. The earth, with her bars, in verse six, was about me forever. In other words, he 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 indicates that the, that that beneath the waves, if you will, 
his soul, his spirit, went into the place, and he describes it as the earth with her bars, you know, where where, where prisoners are kept, where, where 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 a jail cell, if you will, is. That's where he went went to, and I think it's very interesting. He says, "Yet you brought up my life from corruption," already foreshadowing the the uh, the resurrection. And so Jesus turns our attention there. And so we're getting clues here, the heart of the earth. On the cross, when he talked to the to the thief, he, he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So, and yet here Jonah reveals that there, there it's like a holding cell in the very center of the earth. It is where the souls of those who die go. And, and, and so when Jesus came down into that territory, he came as as the ruling king of all things. And so what do we know about this place? I think the best place that we can look at without going to a whole bunch of scriptures, which we could do, um, let's just look at something really interesting here in, in Luke chapter 16. Can you turn over there, Brother Jeremy? Luke 16. Yes. And uh, <laughs> again, we're talking about the first day of the resurrection. Right. And, and and Jesus saying to Mary, I have not yet ascended. And so we're asking the question, well, where were you for those three days? And we're beginning to see as the Bible begins to unveil these these really amazing things of where he was in the interim just just before he revealed himself to Mary. So that in a, in a, in a sense. Yes. Brother Marty, I have a quick question because I feel sure. maybe some listeners may have just just, just for, for not clarification, but just to, for understanding purposes. So when he says um, today you will be with me in paradise, um, is, what is he speaking about? The heart of the earth or heaven? Well, we know he's not in heaven because he told Mary he hadn't been there yet. Okay. Isn't that right? Yes. Isn't that what he told her in yes. John chapter 20 on resurrection yes. morning? He, right? Yes. He said, I have not yet ascended. I haven't mm -hmm. gone up to heaven yet. Yes. Because I know sometimes people ask that question, what did he mean? And, well, he was talking well, about that. The, Amen. The and so that, that's, why, that's why we're looking here because then then paradise, if he, if he, if, if for three days and three nights, He's going to be in the heart of the earth, and he's telling the thief on the cross, today you're going to be with right. me in paradise. Then paradise must have been in the heart of the earth at one time. Yeah. Now, now let's, take a look. let's take a look in Luke chapter 16, and we'll confirm that. Are yes. you there? Yes. In, in, this, in this revelation that Jesus gives, uh, and there's a great debate over whether it's a story or a parable. But if you actually examine the parables, you'll find that this can't be a parable because it's the only story, or if it was a parable, it'd be the only parable that he ever uses a proper name to describe a story. It's usually a certain man, a young man on right. a journey. You know. But here he actually identifies uh, Lazarus and he mm -hmm. identifies the rich man. Who, who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day, and Lazarus was laid by by the gate of this guy's house, and 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 basically would beg for some crumbs, you know, to, from his dinner table, and he would always ignore him, 
and, and Jesus is telling this story so that those that were familiar uh, more than likely uh, uh, with with these two men, Lazarus and the rich man, would know exactly what he was talking about. But he he re, he reveals something very interesting because the question you ask, well, where's paradise? Well, we're saying Jesus said, I'm going to be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. We know uh, on the morning uh, of the third day he rose from the dead, right? So so he's in the garden and he tells Mary, I have not yet ascended. So he's been there for three days and three nights. And and uh, and he has not gone to heaven. And he tells the thief on the cross, you're going to be with me in paradise. So paradise must be in the heart of the earth. And he confirms it here in this story. Uh, after the rich man dies and Lazarus dies, an account is given by the Lord as to what happened when they died. And could you read that to us in verse 23 through 26, Luke chapter 16. 23 to 26. And in hell... He lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Amen. So what the Lord is revealing here, first of all, is is they're in Sheol, they're in Hades, right? They're they're and we know that that's the heart of the earth because that's where He said He was going, and and also there's other scriptures that again, like I said in this podcast, we're limited from going from scripture to scripture, but you can look it up and see what Jesus is revealing here as well. Though is that there apparently is this there was prior to His his death and paying the, the 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 price for sin that that there seems to be a collection of of both good and bad souls in this place but jesus tells us in verse 26 that there's a great gulf or a great chasm between the two compartments there seems to be two compartments in the heart of the earth and apparently they're able to see each other they're they're greatly separated because it says that uh, that he saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus is in his bosom. Now Abraham is a, is it can be also allegorically understood or metaphorically whatever fancy word you want to use uh, for those who died prior to Calvary, but looking ahead to the promise of the Messiah that was to come. They are the saints of old. And when you read about them in Hebrews chapter 11, that's the whole premise and thesis that Paul is putting forth in chapter 11, that these all died in faith, having not yet attained the promise that they without us would not be made perfect, right? But so <clears throat> they died not having attained the promise of, of the Messiah yet, but they believed, they looked ahead, they saw the promises afar of off. They were persuaded by them, embraced them, confessed they were strangers and pilgrims, and they're looking for a city. But apparently, up until the price was paid, 
what we know from the scripture is that access to heaven was barred. There was a wall between us. That's what we saw in the Song of Solomon, for those of you who've been following us, right? She sees him behind the wall. And, and, and so we had no access to heaven itself. We had the, there, there had to be a price paid to open the door. The door was shut, and everyone outside the door had to remain so. But God sent his word into the earth, and he revealed that there would come one in the future who would pay the price and, and open the door for all who would believe. And that's what we see here. But until then, those who passed away, those who, who died in faith, they would go to a particular place, paradise. That's what he revealed on the cross when he spoke to the to the, the former thief on the cross who believed on the cross when he said, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. So we know that this place where Abraham, Lazarus, and all the great saints of God went prior to the coming of the Lord to pay the price on Calvary, they went into the heart of the earth. But there's a great gulf and a big difference between where the wicked would go and where those who died in faith went, according to the scriptures. So we, we, when he says, I have not yet ascended, when he's told them in Matthew 24, I've got to go into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, we're now beginning to see where he went and what that place is like. It is both a place of torment, and it was, and it was also a place of rest until the coming of the Messiah. When the Lord told Peter, remember what Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Matthew 16, right? He told him, he said, uh, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, this rock of faith. That's really what he was talking about, faith in me as Christ, as the Son of God. That's the rock. That, that, that's what we're going to build the church on is in faith, for it's not of works, but by faith that we are saved, right? So that's what he was declaring there. But then he said something really interesting, right? And he said, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against, hallelujah, I hope you hear what I'm telling you. It cannot prevail against this, right? The gates of hell will not prevail against it. What he was literally revealing there was the faith in me, the Messiah, we're not too many days ahead away from this, Peter, basically, because from that point on in Matthew 16, he goes on to reveal that I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem and pay this price, right? But before that, he reveals that, that the very faith of you proclaiming and believing in me as the Messiah and the Son of God, that faith in me is going to open a, a, an opportunity for me to go into the lower parts of the earth. And when I get to the gates of hell, Jonah described it as the bars of the earth, right? When I get there, they will not be able to remain shut. I will be able to access it and go rescue my church. Oh, come on, somebody. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he's talking about. So again, we're on day one of the resurrection, and, 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 but yet we're beginning to see what transpired just before he revealed himself to Mary. The last three days and three nights, he's down there uh, doing some amazing things. And what we have revealed here is there's two compartments, right? There, there's the apartment, uh, a compartment of torment where, where the rich man was, and there's the compartment of comfort where Lazarus was. And without getting into it too deeply, what's interesting to me is, is how much we see that, that we don't change very much, do we? Because this rich man is, is still demanding comfort for himself. 
and wanting Lazarus to dip his finger in, in water and go bring it over to him like he's his servant or something. It's incredible. We don't change. Yeah. You wonder, yeah. will we know each other? Absolutely. He knew Lazarus. Right? He knew Abraham. Right. We'll know each other. But 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 see, that's where they went before the price was paid. That's why when we read uh, earlier, uh, when Jesus said, into thy hands I commend my spirit, uh, Matthew's, uh, Luke's gospel points out how the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, right? The price had been paid. And that veil that symbolically blocked the way into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant is, that veil symbolized the wall that once existed between not just men, but all access to God, or you know, had to be paid. And, and, and that veil was torn, and it was symbolic of saying the price has been paid, the way is open. Now, now that we know and, and we've kind of like described these two places, and, and again, if, if I'm going too fast where you can pause it, read it, rewind it, whatever you got to do. So this is where the Lord went after he was crucified. His body paid the price. His spirit went down into the lower parts of the earth where apparently, according to this story that Jesus just gave us in Luke chapter 16, the souls of the faithful would go until the price was paid. And once he said it is finished and paid that price, the Lord, his father, dispatched him into the lower parts of the earth. Now, uh, Brother Jeremy, would you turn over to First Peter chapter 3 so we can see exactly what he did when he went into the lower parts of the earth. What actually happened when he went down there? And, and the Apostle Peter reveals it to us in First Peter. Quite amazing. Yes. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Am I boring you? <laughs> I hope not. Oh, man. Cause... You're, definitely, you're definitely not going to get this at your local uh, Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the word, right? I mean, it's, we're it's looking in at the word, right? You yeah. can't deny this. I mean, it's right here. So, so Peter begins to reveal to us, um, you know, what happened in that three-day period. You know, uh, what was going on in the lower parts of the. It's amazing what he what he says here. Uh, would you begin with uh, with verse eighteen and read uh, to verse through verse twenty? Yes. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the Spirit in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Wow. Hmm. I mean, consider what's being <laughs> revealed here, right? I haven't yet ascended. I've already revealed when I was alive on the earth in my first, you know, coming, you know, before I paid the price on Calvary, that I would go into the heart of earth. I wouldn't show up there as, as some wimpy little guy to get beat up by the devil for three days. That's not what he said. He said, I'm going to show up as the son of man. On the cross, he revealed to us that paradise 
Because remember what the, the thief said, you know, I believe in you. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today you'll be with me in paradise. That's where he went. He went to paradise, and we learn from Luke chapter 16 that there appears to be in the heart of the earth two gathering places, and, and they can be seen by each other. Uh, one is the place of torment, and one was the place of paradise where Abraham was, where all the faithful saints looking forward in the future to the coming of the Messiah were held. We had no access uh, to heaven until then because of sin. And, and the unleashing of sin and death throughout the universe, the created universe, not just the planet, but everything. And, and then Peter reveals here that Christ suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, verse 18, that he what might bring us to God, but he was put to death in the flesh. That's what we were talking about earlier, right? We're told his body was put to death. He took upon him the sins of the world. Like we said earlier, he was made in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin. The death that occurred was his body. His body became the offering. It's very, the house of his pilgrimage, right? The, the, the tabernacle yeah. of his body. But he says in verse 18, he, he was quickened by the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit is, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a, I don't want to get too deep into this, but it's an incredible statement there. He was never, uh, ever tormented spiritually in, in hell, like they say. What we then go on to have revealed in verse 19 is that, remember what he said on the cross, into thy hands, Father, I commend my spirit. So here Peter reveals to us, that's what he means when he says, he was quickened by the Spirit. When God took possession of the very spirit essence of his son, his spiritual makeup, however you want to say it, his soul, because it was both his spirit and his ghost, right? He gave up the ghost. If you look up, those are two different words. It, it's spirit and soul. When he gave that into the hands of the Father, what Peter is revealing here is that by that Holy Spirit, he went down into the heart of the earth, and he began to preach to the, <laughs> it's just, I know. All right, that's what it says. It says he, he went and preached to the spirits in prison. And who were these spirits in prison? They that were disobedient in the days just yeah. before the flood, right? So this is twofold, right, brothers? This isn't just um, men. There were angelic beings that Jude reveals were are, are are reserved in chains of darkness. He went into the prisons and he went to preach to them. Ah, my goodness. My goodness. You know, and, and to the disobedient. I think the the fact that that we have a hint here in in he had to go and and, and reveal that the price had been paid and that they had had the opportunity just like Noah to be saved because it says in verse 20 that what he was preaching down there was he was preaching to the disobedient and 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 then he's also preaching on the patience of God and and so you know that what he was saying was you had opportunity to repent right can you see it verse 20 he went yes. to preach to the spirits in prison that were disobedient. And then he says, and then it says, when once the long suffering of God waited, that's got to have been in his message. That's what he's talking about. 
is that he was preaching. And, and I know part of his message to them was, you had the opportunity to repent. Noah preached for 100 years, the Bible says, 100 plus years, 120 years. The Lord of glory, the Son of Man, went down there. And as the judge of those spirits began to pronounce judgment on them and lay the case out as to why what he was about to do next, they had no part of. Oh, my God. Yes. What yes. was he about and, to do next? <laughs> he already yes. told Mary. Well, that, right? What yes. he to do next? Yes. He said, I'm going to ascend. When he rose from the dead, he, that's what he said. I haven't ascended yet, but I'm going to ascend. And so what he was down there saying to them is, I'm about to see those guys over there. See Abraham and Lazarus and, you know, all the other saints of God, this great gulf between you and them. I'm going to go take them out of here. Oh, my God. I wish I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's telling them why they're going to be left behind. Ahead, Brother Bob. Marty. Yeah. Uh, in, in verse 20 of 1 Peter 3, the word where it says, which sometimes were disobedient means he was telling them, you did not allow yourself to be persuaded right and, and that's mm -hmm. what it means they they refuse they uh you know they did not want to comply with the preaching of righteous of Noah. Noah. Yes, yes that's right isn't that incredible because this is going yes. down this is what we're talking about is happening in the heart of the earth this is going on after he's died on calvary he ain't down there being beaten up He's down there beating up. <laughs> I mean, he's down there. <laughs> yeah, he's down there taking authority over these things and, and, and bringing righteous judgment. In other words, he's laying the case as the supreme judge of all things because the Father himself has, has, uh, has, <laughs> has now given this to him. You know, he, he's already won the victory. And, and this is how yeah. he begins to – this is what he went to do. We know – that he went, he went and 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 dropped off the thief on the cross, who was no longer the thief on the cross. He's now he's now the redeemed in paradise, because he said, "Today you're going to be with me in paradise. I'm going to take you there. That's where you're going to be. But I got some business once we get down there. I got to go down to this this prison in Hades. See, it's on the other side of the Gulf. <laughs> That's this great chasm between us. That's why I'm going over there. And the gates of hell, they're not going to prevail against this. I'm going right in there." And I'm going to go talk to those fallen angels. I'm going to go talk to those, <laughs> you know, those disobedient who would not listen to what Noah was telling them. And that's why when I'm done talking to them, I'm going to come back into this part where the faithful are. And I'm about to lead captivity captive. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> that's where he went. After he does that, Peter goes on to reveal uh, in verse uh Four through through uh, through six. Read that, would you, brother? Four through six of chapter four, because it's the second thing he does now. He does something else. Where wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, 
that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's the second thing he did. Notice he went and preached unto the spirits in prison that were disobedient. But the second thing he did after he finished that was he went over into paradise and preached the gospel to them that had died. That is the faithful. So that they could be judged as if those who are alive who received the gospel. See, they had already died, but they were faithful. And he went and preached to them and let them know it's been done. And that's why he goes on to say in verse 6, so that when that they could live according to God in the spirit. Oh, my gosh, we don't got time to get yeah. into all this. But this is incredible. This is incredible what he's saying. That they were going to be accounted. Remember what Paul said in Hebrews 11, that they without us, right, could not be made perfect. That they all had died in faith. You know your Bible, right, brothers? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Listen, that's really, man. <laughs> oh, come on, Marty. I'm gonna have to repent for saying that. I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just, I'm just happy. Yeah, man. This, is, this is incredible, man. This is incredible what's being revealed here. Again, we're still on the first day of the resurrection. See. And 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 this is what happened just before he appears to Mary. He just finished doing all this stuff when he shows up to Mary. Ooh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, he just yes. finished. He had just finished when he finally appears to her. It's because he's now ready to appear to her, but he finished his mission. He had finished yes. his, this part. So he first goes and preaches to the wicked in the spiritual prison. The the, the 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 fallen angels and all the Rephaim and Nephilim and whatever else you want to call them, and then all those people, you know, the the wicked, and 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 he preached a different message to them. You know, you weren't persuaded, you didn't listen, you you didn't repent. You know, God was patient with you. He was long suffering while Noah was making the ark, right? And only eight of you guys made it through. Only eight made it through. That's what he's telling them. And you have no excuse. And and here I am, you know, to, to pronounce judgment on you. And then from there, Peter reveals in chapter 4, what you just read, is he goes to the other side, which is where paradise is, and preaches the gospel, the good news, to those who had died, so that they might be judged according to men in the flesh. So that their belief and their faith in Christ would be accounted as if they were still part of humanity. But what he says here is that they would continue to live according to God in the spirit. He was about to take them with him. And, and, and that he had purchased the right for them to continue. Spiritually speaking, until the day which we know comparing scripture with other scriptures that we receive our new and our glorified bodies. The gospel became the same to those that were in paradise as to those that were about to hear it. On the surface, Mary would be the first one. <laughs> All right. Wow. Now, now listen to this. 
remember, he told Mary, I have not yet ascended. But then he also told her, can you go back to John chapter 20, brother? Because now we're going to come up from the surface there. I know it's probably, people are probably going, what are you talking about? Well, we're quoting scripture to you. So go, go back and look at it. Study it. It's incredible who our Lord is. He's the Lord of glory. He's a yes. savior, man. He's the savior. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's God. That's who he is. My God. Yes. Angels yes. and demons being subject to him. Hallelujah. My goodness. And he's mm. he's our elder brother. He's our high priest. Right? He he's 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 mm. the son, the glorious only begotten of the Father. Now, yes. can you read verse verse seventeen, brother? As we hurry here. Oh my gosh. I'll try. <laughs> Jesus Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Praise God. So that's why he said, Don't touch me yet. Now we know. He had not gone to heaven yet, but we just described quickly as we did what he was doing those three days. Mm. He was busy, right? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, you know, and, and each one yeah, of that's these. An under, that's an understatement. <laughs> No kidding. But yeah, man. But each one of these things, right, we could spend hours on because the scripture really, I mean, you get into the Psalms, you get into the prophets, and we could really open this up. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're just hoping, like Brother Jeremy said, to stimulate some study and, and yeah. see how magnificent Jesus Christ really is. My God. Right. Now, listen. So she said, first she, he says, now, I haven't yet ascended, so don't touch me. But but then he sends her on his way, and he says, you go tell them, I'm ascending now. I'm now ascending. I'm resurrected, and I'm now ascending. And so verse 18, it says, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples. So as she leaves, it's probably, what, 9 o'clock in the morning now? <laughs> what a day. <laughs> we, we made some progress from it. We made some progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Mary's on her way to the house to go, I've seen him. He's alive. She goes to preach the gospel to them that are alive on the surface, right? And and yeah. and, 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 and and he's about to ascend. He says, I'm ascending now. So that's the last thing he tells you. You go tell him, I'm ascending to my father, your father, my God, your God. You go tell him that. And so she's on her way. And when she leaves, Jesus goes to ascend. But now, now let's take a look here because let's let's see if we can even verify this further and see what happened when he ascended. Go over to Ephesians chapter four, a very familiar scripture. Could you go over there, Jeremy? Ephesians chapter four. Remember what yeah. he told her. So we now know by the scriptures that the three days um, that the Bible declares uh, what happened. You know, he went down as the victorious Son of Man, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of Glory. He went and preached. I don't know how that happens, but that's what he did. And what we were told, he preached two messages. One was a message of judgment, and the other was the good news of the gospel. And he rescued the spirits that had died in faith and looked forward to his appearance. Incredible. 
Now listen. Brother Marty, uh, and yeah. I know we're running out of time, but but I think it's 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 safe to point out that in here today in, in America, the preaching of the gospel is so different. It's just a seeker sensitive, feel good messages and, and preachers refuse to also include and preach about the judgments of God, you know? Yeah. And yeah. You know, just I just wanted to make that point because we're just so far off on what preaching the gospel is, you know. Uh we don't have preachers that, that are afraid to 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 say anything. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the problem that we have in America. But I, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. No, that's a good point. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, is that when you begin to dig into what the gospel really is, because what, what we're, Peter revealed there that he went and preached to those those uh, saints who had died in faith. He preached the gospel to them, right, right? the good news right. to them. I, I, I've come here for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't have to be here anymore. I'm here. I'm the one you were looking for. Praise the Lord. Abraham was there, right? Because we just read it in yeah. Luke 16. He's there, which also means that we open up the scripture. Jesus revealed earlier in the Gospels, Abraham, they told him, how do you know Abraham? You ain't, you ain't even 50 years old. Remember when they got mad at him? And he says, mm -hmm. I'll tell you the truth. He said, Abraham saw my day and he was glad. <laughs> so when, when Jesus God. went down there and started preaching the gospel, he goes, I've seen you before. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> My God. So, Glory to God. So now he sends Mary day one, nine o'clock in the morning, maybe, you know, he sends her, go back and tell him, you've seen me. I'm alive. And tell him I'm about to, or I am ascending now. And And then Paul reveals to us what happened. While Mary's going away and Jesus is going up. This is what Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4. And, and would you read that to us, Jeremy, in verse 8 through 10? Yes. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? but that he also descended first, first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Glory to God. There you go, right? So when he tells Mary, uh, you, you go tell them. Now remember, again, it's early in the morning on Resurrection Day. We know now what has happened over the last three days, right? We know where he's been. And what Paul reveals here in verse 9, like you just read, Brother Jeremy, he that ascended, because that's what he told Mary, I'm getting ready to do and go tell my brothers I'm about to ascend. He that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first, right? That proves yes. the three days we're talking about. That's what exactly what he did. And we looked at the other skills. He went first into the lowest parts of the earth, just like he said he would. So now he's ascending. But what does it say in verse 8? Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, now he's taken somebody with him. He led captivity captive. Captivity? Yeah, we were just talking about them. Jonah described it as being behind the bars of the earth, and below the mountains, below the waves, right? Jesus described it as being the center of the earth. 
in Luke 16, he describes the center as the earth as at one time containing two compartments, for lack of a better word, where the souls of the disobedient would go into torments because they rejected God's grace. And those who believed in the faith of the coming of the Messiah would go to paradise. When he commended his hands into the Father, his spirit into the Father's hands, we're told by Peter in First Peter chapter three, verse verse seventeen and eighteen and nineteen, in there that 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 his body paid the price on Calvary, but his spirit was energized and and equipped by the spirit of his Father to go into the lower parts of the earth, where he then preached to the spirits in the prisons who had been disobedient during the days of the judgment that came when Noah was alive. And he preached to them about their disobedience. He preached to them how God had waited a long time before he brought judgment upon them. And that is why they were worthy of judgment, because they would not listen to the message preached to them by Noah. And now the judge of all things has come to pronounce judgment on them. But then Peter reveals in First Peter chapter 4, over there in verse 6, that when he left that part of the lower parts of the earth, he goes over into paradise and preaches the gospel to those who had looked ahead uh, in faith. All the prophets, Isaiah and Joel, and you know, go down the list and all the great saints. That's who he went and preached the good news to. And by God, he he's he's getting ready to take them. He's getting ready to take them, and that's why he tells Mary, "Now you go tell my brothers, I, I I'm I don't touch me. First of all, I got to tell you something." He says, "Don't touch me." I haven't yet ascended. Well, now we know what he's been doing. And then when he finishes telling her, he says, now go tell them I'm getting ready to ascend. And so as she went, Ephesians tells us what he, what he did. He leads captivity captive. The captives, if you look up that word, were the prisoners uh, of the, <laughs> they were prisoners of war. That's, how, that's what the word captivity captive means. They were prisoners of war. But the but the Lord of hosts, the captain of the Lord's army, man, he won the victory and he went and took back his saints. They could no longer legally be held. And he's and he's about here it is revealed what he did next, right? He led captivity captive and he begins to ascend to the Father. And if you give me five minutes, we can take a look at what the Lord reveals here. Because he as he's ascending, now remember Mary's running over to the house. And now we're about to see on this first day of resurrection, the ascension, the ascending into heaven, because this is all part of the first day. Remember, it's still early in the morning. He still has to show up later in the evening. So Jesus had a pretty busy day this day. <laughs> he, had a busy day. he had a busy day. But I want to I want to show you how the Bible describes what he did after he sent Mary away and he grabs Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the saints of old that died in faith, including the former thief on the cross, and, and, and they're ascending now. Turn over to Psalm 68 for a little bit of a description. It's extraordinary. Psalm 68. Yeah. <laughs> Day one, yeah. resurrection. Nine o'clock in the morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're heading to 915 right now. Please the Lord. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're about 915. <laughs> That's good, man. Psalm 68, are you there? <clears throat> yes, yes. All right. Why don't you uh why don't you begin with uh verse 16 and read read through uh, verse 18. Why leap ye ye high hills? 
This is the hill which God desires to dwell in. Yeah, the Lord will dwell in it forever. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, yeah, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. My God. So we hear, we see a picture. He's ascended, and he's ascending on high. But what, what the psalmist, by the, by the spirit of prophecy, is, is seeing here is the Lord resurrected, leading captivity captive. That's what he's talking about in verse 18 as he's ascending. But what's amazing to me is what's revealed here is the chariots of God in verse 17. We have a picture of what happened. The chariots of God, 20,000, even thousands of angels. In other words, an innumerable host of, of, of this, <laughs> whatever these vehicles are, they're called the chariots of God. And, and these thousands of angels. And it says the Lord is among them as in Sinai. Uh, like, like it happened when he came on Sinai, these same, uh, these same angels that came with the Father on Sinai are now with the Lord of glory. And these chariots became the containers of the saints of God as he ascended on high. I mean, I don't know if you can see this or picture this in your mind. Mary's on her way. And we've got in the realms of the heavenlies, far above the heavens is how, how it was described in Ephesians, right? Far above every heaven that is heaven. This is a procession that is now leaving the earth as Mary's running to go tell the disciples. They're leaving the earth. Mary's running to go tell the disciples he's alive. And he told me to tell you he's ascending to the Father. And now we know from Psalm 68 that as he ascended, it was the most glorious, victorious parade you can possibly imagine. Thousands upon thousands of angels accompanied the saints of God. That's why when, when Lazarus' uh, story is told in Luke chapter 16, Lazarus and the rich man, it says, uh, when Lazarus dies, the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. When, when Jesus paid the price and now they're headed to heaven, the angels come and take them with the Lord who's among them all the way up to heaven as they ascended at 9.15 in the morning on Resurrection Day. <laughs> so, so just imagine this glorious sight that we're, that's being described here. And, and and let's just let's just close with this. Otherwise, we'll be here all day because we're just getting started, man. We'll pick this up again on Monday, as as we're headed into heaven, and we're gonna see what Jesus did in Psalm 24. Can you turn over there, brother Jeremy? Yeah. A message you you preached, a great message you preached one time. I heard you out of this song, Psalm 24. Praise God. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, read read the verse one through three. Remember, now they're ascending. Mary's running to go tell him, I've seen him. And he told me to tell you, I ascend to the Father. So, so as she goes, we know he's ascending, right? And then we read in Psalm 68 right there, he's ascending with thousands upon thousands of angels carrying the souls and the spirits who are, like, like it said there, right? Like we read uh, in First Peter chapter 4, verse 6, where he said that those spirits, that would live according to God, right? He, he's taking them up to heaven with thousands and thousands of angels, man. 
and Jesus is among them, just like he was at Sinai, it says. And he led captivity captive. And 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 in Ephesians, we learned that he went far above all heavens. There, this is this is quite a journey. I would have loved, but we're going to take that journey soon, by the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, so, so read this. The, Psalm 24 gives us even more information on what was going on as they were ascending above every level of heaven, every principality, every dominion, every place they went. What does the Bible say? Uh, verse 1 through 3. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world. And they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flood. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? So that's the question. We know that he told Mary that he's going to ascend, right? And so the question's being asked who is he that's going to ascend? It's, it's, it's he that what, Brother Jeremy, in verse 4? Hallelujah. He had he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord. It's talking about Jesus, right? Uh, the righteousness from the God of his salvation. It was his father who saved him, right? Thou will not let my soul see corruption, all that stuff we can quote. This is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face, O Jacob. That's poetic language. Remember when Jacob laid his hands uh, on, on, on his, his children, or how, how um, excuse me, how Isaac laid his hand on Jacob and gave him the promise, right? This, this yeah. is referring to the one who has the right to the birthright, the one who has the mm-hmm. right to inherit all things. This is talking about Jesus. And then the procession is he's ascending, right? Mary's running. This is all going on. And then, and then, and we know that that he's going through the massive, different places that exist on his way far above all heavens. So we know there's more than one, you know, places of existence throughout, you know, this this incredible creation of the Lord. But he, but he's leading this procession from from the lowest parts of the earth into the highest of heavens. And as he goes with thousands and thousands of saints, brother Jeremy, read the rest to us in chapter. 24 verse 7 through 8 of Psalms. All right. It says, uh, lift up your hands, O ye gates. You head. Yes. And be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and and the King of glory, and the King of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. Who is? Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> lift up your head, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Praise God. Notice the different times it says you gates, you know, open you gates, open you. These are these are angels that that are stand. He calls them heads. These are powers of God. These these are angelic beings that guard the gates that lead. Oh my God, that lead mm-hmm. to heaven, brother. <laughs> they guard oh, the gate. 
and 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 as they're going with ten thousands of angels and all the saints of old, Jesus is ascending. Mary's running to the house. This is going on day one. Wow. And as he as he's ascending, he's ascending into heaven. What what's being revealed here is at, with each subsequent dominion and domain that they're crossing into, someone's shouting. <laughs> yeah. Someone's shouting, lift up your heads, right? I mean, it's like the king of glory is coming, right? And open the gates. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like they're clearing the path, right? That's clearing exactly the what they're doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're headed Glory into the throne of God, my goodness. And, that, and that's why yeah. it's, right? Who is this king of glory? It says he's mighty Holy in battle, God. buddy. <laughs> mighty God. in battle. That, that's why Paul would write to the, in the Colossians, man, he made an open display of, of principalities okay. and powers, you know, triumphing. Oh, he's the Lord of hosts. He's the king of glory. That's what was being shouted and reverberating. Hallelujah. Through Hallelujah. every locale, dominion, principality, oh, every place that anything is, it was echoing throughout all creation. The King of yes. Glory is coming. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> and the dis- and the disciples are in their house shaking like leaves, afraid, but not Mary. I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive, and he said he's on his way up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, before I get too crazy here. Now now let's just close with this. We're gonna pick this up on Monday. You know, we because he didn't stay up there. Remember, he still gotta come back and reveal himself to the disciples. So this is all in one day in the life of the Lord Jesus, man. Incredible. And and it also shows how he's the master of all creation. Right, because he was he was able to traverse the heavens. Are you are you in Luke, brother? Turn over to Luke chapter twenty four, and this is where we'll pick it up on Monday, because he takes those, like we read, he brings he brings an indictment against the wicked souls of all who lived up until that point, and tells them you can't go with us. You know why you can't go with us? Because you would not turn, and you did not believe, and you would not receive even when we sent. Father Noah to warn you, and God waited for you to return to turn and repent. You wouldn't. You can't go. And He pronounced judgment, and He and He sealed them there. They they're still there to this day. But when He crossed over that great gulf, He went and preached. The, hallelujah! He went and preached the gospel to them, and said, "You're going to yes. come with me. You're going to come with me. But I got this girl I got to go see first in the garden. Her name's Mary, and I got to tell her. Hallelujah." That we're getting ready to go, and so he—that's what he did. Don't touch me. We haven't gone up yet. She says, "But go tell my brothers I'm ascending to my father." And when she went to go tell them, we just read what happened. The angels came. They—they they, the gates of hell could not prevail against the faithful who had died in faith. And he took them, and and this tremendous procession was led all the way into heaven early in the morning on Resurrection Day as Mary went to tell them. So he gets to heaven, and we'll, we'll explore a little bit more of what he did when he got to heaven. But I want to just show you. We'll pick it up from here on Monday, Luke 24. Because after he was done, and he dropped them off, <laughs> he came back. He came back down to the earth. And that's what we say. Could you read verse 15 through uh, 
to uh to uh 15 16 and 17 to us brother yes I mean, it I'm came sorry, to pass read 13 through 15 i'm sorry yes and behold two of them went that same day to a village called emmaus which was from jerusalem about three score furlongs and about they talked miles. together about seven miles and they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were closed and they didn't know him. Now, what time of day was this, brother? Read verse 29. It's about... But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. This is where we'll pick it up on Monday. And we're going to see some extraordinary things in this journey on the road. We know that he's already come back. And we just described what he did while he was gone. But this is still the very first day. He left in the morning. He comes back in the evening and he's walking with these guys on the road to Emmaus, right? <laughs> he's had a busy day, brother. <laughs> and we know we know it's at the end of the day because we just read in verse 29. It's it's late in the day, right? It's, I mean, the the sun's about to go down. It's toward the evening. So so that's where he goes with them to their house. So now we know what happened while Mary went to go run to the guys on this very first resurrection morning. The Lord led a Lord a great procession into heaven, followed by thousands of angels and, and shouts all along the way as he came into heaven and dropped his brethren off forever to be safety, having opened the way by the great price on Calvary. And then he came back down because he has some unfinished business here, and that's what we're gonna we're gonna explore when we come to Monday. It's later in the day, it's late in the evening now, and he comes back to the earth. And he has a little talk with two guys on the road to Emmaus on the first day, the resurrection day. My, my, what a day. Would you close this out, brother? My, my. You know, uh, can I close out with verse 17 again of chapter 20 yeah. of John? Because it just yeah. makes so much sense when he says, And say unto them, I ascend unto my Father. Telling them now we have access <laughs> and your father and to yes. my God and your yes. God. Hallelujah. I mean, it's just so beautiful and amazing the way just Jesus, you know, the way he does things and nothing without, it's by accident. Nothing is coincidental. He appears and he, hallelujah, never leaves himself without a witness. Glory to God. And this has been a powerful, powerful uh, day in the Word of God. I mean, I wish Monday was tomorrow <laughs> because uh, I, I can't wait to see uh, and, and dig deeper into the conversation that Jesus had uh, with these two men towards the evening. I pray that you've been blessed, and we pray that you have a, a weekend with your family. Continue to cherish the time that you have with your children, around your family, yeah. and those that you love, and never stop your pursuance as you pursue God in this hour more than ever before. We love you. 
And we pray God blesses you and keeps you and keep looking up.